last yawn. Get it out. Is that a promise? Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the show born from the Too Beautiful to Live podcast, but now mostly our own thing. I am Michael Andrew Frizzell, also known as Drew McFrizz, the jail dude. I am the longest running co-brogan of Little Red Bandwagon, coming to you from the Yokohama Tires Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room in Manchac, Texas. My co-hosts on this stiflingly hot Sunday morning from Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's... Danger and with a plan, Lynn Holm. Good morning, Ann. What are you talking about? It's 66 degrees. Shut up. Shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And from Ace Ventura 4 Winds Transphobia Calls Studios in Buffalo, New York, it's Bobby Creambags Pape. Hello, Bobby. I don't know where to begin with that. (laughs) Thanks, Will. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. More, More on that in a minute. More on Bobby's cream bags coming up. <laughs> no, oh, no. Tease. Uh, let me what? just to clarify now that is spelled C R E M E because legally they can't call it cream. Yeah, T M Bobby cream right. bags. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you you've heard her already from Pool Line Studios <laughs> in South Austin, Texas. It's our very own middle aged momish type. Hillary, live and let Livingston Butler. What's the brand again, Hillary? Well, I, Underwood is my preferred brand, but I realized <clears throat> one time I had two uh, cans because they come cans. That's why it's perfect for the pool, or you put it in your Yeti, which is like you know the cliche mom Austin move at the pool. Uh, but I realized there's 11 percent alcohol in them because I had two, and I was like, "Whoa, I'm really <laughs> drunk right now," <laughs> right, and it's like good. four in the afternoon. Um, so, yeah, that Underwood's great. I think it's from Oregon. It's delicious. It's a little bit on the spendy side, but, you know, for nothing's too good for the pool. Well, Looks talking... like it's available at Costco in, yeah. in large quantities, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh. I guess so. That's a feature and a benefit as well. You don't have to keep <laughs> running down to the corner to get your, your, your pool. Just get a case. <laughs> or or maybe two cases, you know, just get a case. Just get a case um, if you're thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't feel like watching your kids, let the other people watch. <laughs> okay, as usual, we'll talk about our own business, which we've already kind of done. Uh, then I'll probably dip out again before the recap of TVTL. Um <laughs> We'll keep some house, and then I'll let you know how to get involved. No, someone else will, because I'm done talking after this. Who's at the business desk this morning? Is it Anne? Because Anne's here, because when she's here, she's on the business desk. I swear she's to God, I put my name on the business desk. Did one of you take it out? No. Interesting. No. God, it's a little early Hello. in the show to be hallucinating, mm. but uh, all right, I guess. <laughs> It's the same person who puts the gist on every every week on the must must listen. It's the LRP ghost. It's really yeah, hardcore. Right. It's, it's the repping the gist. It's the fat armadillo you see up in the corner of the spreadsheet. Oh, that's me! How dare you call me fat? <laughs> 
I've got a no, fox I, and a chinchilla. You just got such week. a hard shell, Anne. That's that's why people <laughs> oh. call you an armadillo. Okay, that's me. All right, business. Uh, Hillary, your momming skills have just been raised oh. to another level this week. I understand. They really have. I, I luckily knock on wood, like extremely knock on wood. I'm knocking. I don't have super sick kids, which is great. They, for the most part, are pretty healthy. We got back from Dallas. Oh, by the way, this is my first weekend total, like both days weekend in Austin since June. So I'm like, I'm, I'm taking a deep breath. It's nice to be home. But we get home last Sunday and Bridget was like, I don't feel good. And I was not so kind to her. I'm like, Ugh, whatever, you're fine. The next day she wakes up, take her temperature. It was like not a fever, but a little bit warmer than she normally is. <clears throat> but I was like, whatever, you're going to camp. I have to go to work. She goes to camp. They call us at 3.30. They're like, she has 101 fever. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck, okay. So, <laughs> really? Dave- That's down from when, I, from when I took it this morning. <laughs> Progress. Uh, call me when uh, she's at 98. I'll come get her. Uh, well, so I couldn't go because I've been out of the office so much. So I, Dave went to pick her up, thank God. And then I was like, well, she's going to have to stay home tomorrow. So she's, Dave stayed home with her. And I kept just saying, she'll be fine tomorrow. I'm so my mom in this way. Like, she'll be fine tomorrow. It's going to be fine. Just give her some Advil and whatever. She'll be, she's going to be fine. Then we woke up on Tuesday. She still had, or on uh, Wednesday, and she still had like 101 fever. And then, so I stayed home. Dave and I were like doing every other day, but we were kind of like making each other feel guilty, I think. Like, I'm like, I have to be at work. And he's kind of like, I make more money than you. Like, I have to be at work. Anyway. It just, it was four days long and it was, I just, I had Did he actually say that? No, no, Did no, no. No, 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 okay. no. That's, that is fully going I, through that the That doesn't hi- sound like Dave. That is going through the Hillary brain translator of things uh-huh. and then coming back uh-huh. out the other way. Okay. I just <laughs> want the show to be fair. To Dave. <laughs> Nobody has more, more uh, family listeners and friends, <laughs> listeners than you do, Hillary. Oh, you bring no. about half our audience. And I just want you to be fair to these people. <laughs> you I'm know just picturing that. someone I'm picturing someone <laughs> at the United Nations wearing a little headset translating in and out of Hillary for everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. You Dave know didn't that, say this, that okay, this is the thing about my relationship with Dave. People meet me first because I'm the loud, outgoing one. And they're like, oh, yeah, I like her. She's nice. And then they meet Dave and they're like, oh, my God, he's so great. Like, what? And then they don't really care about me anymore. Like, he starts to shine. Like, I make the introduction (laughs) and then it's the Dave show. Uh So everybody Mm. in my family likes Dave more than they like me. So it's fine. They know they know (laughs) the deal. Um, But anyway, it was just a long week of a sick kid. And it's so opposite of when I had a baby. Like, when I had a baby, if my kids were sick, I was like, let's go to the doctor. We have to go to the doctor. And the doctor inevitably would say, oh, it's a it's a virus. We can't do anything about it. Just give her Advil to take care of the fever or whatever. And now I'm like, ugh, she's going to be fine. We're not going to the doctor. And then, of course, we go to the doctor. They're like, yeah, you should have brought her here, you know, <laughs> like a little bit ago. It's fine. She has like post-nasal drip. It's not. And it, she's fine. It just was a long, long week. And I'm ready to be back to normal. School starts next week. I'm ready to be back to normal schedules. School? Yay but for summer's hardly begun. Yeah. See, but the thing is, we get out at the end of May. So they've been out for almost three months at this point. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's, that's how it's always been. Like Dave, you know, grew up in Boston and their schedule was they would get out at the end of June and then go back after, um, 
after Labor Day. And maybe it's a weather thing. I don't know. It's because it's so much nicer here in May, June, and July. And now it's fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. You don't want kids to be outside right now. It's too hot. Right. If I were a kid, I'd be like, couldn't I just be out in May and June and then go to school into the air conditioning in July? Just dip in then and that's when the school year starts. Well, it's, it's not sadly, your fault. you're not down the Cape. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I wish. I, but I do, I don't know. I it's it's yeah, it's it's ridiculously hot right now and it's the only thing. And all the schools for the most part have good air conditioning and the parents want their kids to be in that. And I'm sick of paying for camp, so I'm like <laughs> kicking the kids back to school. Bye, love you. See you later. Go learn. <laughs> <laughs> Go learn elsewhere. <laughs> not from me all right well um uh, i'm sorry that happened to you that's okay I, I <laughs> by you i mean <laughs> your child was ill <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard so i got to work while well i got to work while she watched her ipad it was really hard and i was like messaging y'all because i'm like a I'm like a dog whose like attention span is one second long because I'm like working, working. I'm gonna message other people. I'm gonna take a picture. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch TV. <laughs> I'm not good at working from home. Yeah, you need hey, to go in. Sam went out of her way to tell me that she liked the dress you were wearing in that proof of life picture of your sick child. I listen. That was I a pre- you're, really pretty dress. It's a really good dress. I, when I bought it, I knew it was a cute dress. I only roll it out on occasion because it's like a special dress. Like you can't, you can't wear it too much because people are going to be like, "Whoa, stop wearing that!" Because it gets too much attention. But it is a really cute dress. I got a lot. You of You look like January Please Jones me. from Mad Men. Oh my god! In that Thank dress. you. No, I feel like I look more like uh, what's her face. But if I had, but I'd have to have red hair. Like I look more like Joan. But that's okay. I'll oh, take well. either one. Body type, yes. <laughs> Vavoon. God. <laughs> All right. Joe Jones got it going on. Let's just say that. Yeah, she does. All right, if we're if we're finished comparing <laughs> Hillary's body to actresses, let's let's move on. No, the dress was January Jones. The dress and hair. The body, yeah, yeah. The, the other chick, okay. Joan. Christina Hendricks. Yes. Right. right. Yep. Um Bobby, you have just been on the most exciting adventure. Brookings, South Dakota. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the hub of the prairie. How did you get a room there? I mean, I, I've been trying to book. It's not easy. I consider myself a solid rich Sommer, by the way, as long as we're comparing ourselves to actors from Mad Men. Ooh, you totally are. He's yeah. in one of my favorite movies, by the way. Devil Wears Prada. But Mike's point about not getting a hotel room is a good one because you were competing with the touring show. A production, yes. if you will. Actually, I, I will say the the hotel in Brookings uh, was quite full. First of all, we were on Hotel Row because we were at the Country Inn and Suites, but we were directly next to the Holiday Inn Express and the Super 8, and they were all pretty full. Uh, but our hotel had both the motorcycle gang linemen yes. and the traveling cast and crew of Paw Patrol Live. Man. Paw Patrol. Did, a did they have a? Did they have it out in the parking lot? Those two factions. Uh, no, the motorcyclists uh, just uh, kept the fighting within themselves. I did actually watch a playful fist fight out my window Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Oh, one of those playful fist fights. Sincerely, I watched these guys were all drinking on the tail on the uh, tailgates of the trucks that they brought because some of them had the electrical trucks and the restaurant bikes. And they were just splitting chorus lights, like cases of chorus light, and they were shooting the shit. And then you'd hear them start to yell. And then you would see two guys fight, like really sincerely beat the crap out of each other for a couple of minutes. Then they get pulled Any of those by trikes, their friends. Bobby? No, no trikes. Because that's the person I would not playfully hit. I would actually hit that person. <laughs> if I were in, in the gang and they showed up on a tricycle, I'd be like, no, no, this will not stand. They pull themselves back apart, and then they're just hanging out, drinking together, laughing, like five minutes later. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's bonding, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's a, just a little bit of real-life fight club. Uh, so that my was brother the... and I are so close after all these years, because we punched each other so much. <laughs> that was the bikers, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Brookings, South Dakota for work for a few days. Um, and we... Uh, it was like a social experiment or a social study watching the cast and crew of Paw Patrol live all <laughs> unload on the bus. So uh, benefits positive. These are a lot of the same kinds of kids that I interact with in the music world. These are theater types um, and they're just mostly oh, fresh out of college yes. and to their benefit, gainfully employed. So and oh. I congratulated on them on that while I was drunk. That would have been awesome. Was... That would have been an awesome job, I think. Right. Well, so this is very entry level. Yeah. But uh, first of all, I didn't that know age. A, I mean, that's that'd be cool. Yeah, I was only vaguely aware of what a Paw Patrol was, so Hillary oh. kindly filled me in. Oh God, and I am I am well versed in the Paw Patrol, <laughs> uh, like lore, the backgrounds, all of the characters. One of the world's greatest babysitters. The fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, it really is fan fiction. Oh, God. <laughs> well, you mentioned. I can uh, only imagine. Uh, he didn't say slash fic. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you're working on your dissertation about the community services and adventure bay. I mean, it's terrible. the The government is relying on dogs to provide services, and they're they're completely. Uh, yeah, no, it's terrible. Um, there's a couple of mayors that are just worthless, and they. A child, they rely on a child and dogs in order to get anything done. So, yeah, it's bullshit. So, we we got to know the cast and crew of, of <laughs> Paw Patrol Live just a little bit while we were there. Because that should be its own of... podcast right there, Bobby. I mean, come on. Honestly, we, have, I think... we sat down and had a conversation with some of the stars of the Paw Patrol Live <laughs> Regional tour. They were on week three of a ten month tour. I mean, I'm really towns. upset with you. You go to a place like Brookings, South Dakota. You make no effort to meet up with any listeners. You talk sure. to people I from mean, Paw Patrol Live, but you don't even have them on the show. Yes. Yeah. Where's Sorry. the tape? I honestly didn't even bring my microphone. I mean, why uh, did ten seven ten even bother phone, to send you, you? Were you really yeah. in Brookings? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we hitchhiked from Minneapolis. Um, He'd be the only person ever to lie about traveling to Brooklyn, right. South Dakota. It was interesting watching this group of mostly young people because they they break off into two factions. And anyone who's been a theater kid or like a marching band chorus kid and been on a trip like this, this is pretty logical. But the cast, sort of the actor types. 
Uh, they were up late every night playing Cards Against Humanity in the breakfast nook of the country in its suites. They pushed all the tables together, and they were drinking hard cider and Crown Royal for some reason. Uh, and they were bubbly and a lot of fun, and they're all wearing sweatpants from their university and the t-shirt from whatever Broadway show they went to last. And they were having a lot of nerd fun. And what I was trying to explain to my colleagues from my job, who don't know this crew, this kind of people, is that's just two steps away from a nerd orgy. Yep. Like, they are getting ready to pair off into small groups and go back to their rooms, and they're only three weeks into ten months Someone should make a below deck style pilot about <laughs> Actually, this traveling busload of kids because, mm-hmm. yeah, close quarters, long trips, bus rides, hotel rooms. Somebody's hooking up. It's going to be great. Not, it's going to be drama. Nothing to do for weeks at a time. They get in on Monday afternoon. They don't have to work until Friday. Yeah. So yep. that's that. And then and the me, length of that road trip. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get with somebody or two people or several people during that 10 months. And how could it not be awkward? Like you're in month seven and you've hooked up with a couple of these people and now you hate each other and you still have to go out and like solve, solve crimes, you know, in front of all these kids and try to look like you're civil. I don't know, man. That's why you don't get with any of the other people in the production. You go with those Paw Patrol groupies. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a different person. Uh, that could every be problematic, stop. considering the uh, age of the of the. I, I think you're aiming for the divorcee <laughs> oh, <God>. chaperones. Indeed. <laughs> it would be great though if you just sent a sent a stage handout and was like, uh, "Rubble asked me to give you this backstage pass." <laughs> First, and he I wanted s- me to card you, and then, <laughs> and then, if confirmed, certain age confirmed, then you get the backstage. So, the other crowd was the crowd hanging out on the deck behind the pool area, which was the crew of Paw Patrol Live, which were around the same age. But these are the kids who are working the lights and sound at their high school musicals. Uh, the kids with like, uh, well, let's say super stoned for the most part lots of smokers we went back with them they were shooting the shit and splitting a 30 rack of hams hmm what yeah Oof. the beer refreshing the land of sky blue waters <laughs> hams Hams. so uh our little group three of us uh had uh already done quite a bit of drinking in fact i had uh the night we hung out with the crew we had already sort of made our way to bed we were all retired for the night and it's like 9.30 at night, which I know sounds lamely early, but we had 5 a.m. calls every morning for work. Uh, and I just get a text from one of my colleagues, and all it says is Applebee's, question mark, because there's an <laughs> Applebee's across the street. And it closes at 10. So if we're going to go get a nightcap, we got to go. So three of us go over to Applebee's. get our, you know, We get back out of bed, go to Applebee's. Get three rounds in at about half an hour. And then we're drunk. We're getting toward drunk go to the gas station for reinforcements. And then we're drinking with our feet in the hot tub at the hotel. And the people from the crew keep cutting through the pool area to go out back. And finally, one of them just comes over to us and says, do you guys want to come back and have a beer? And of course we do. Cause we're fascinated mm-hmm. by Palm Patrol <laughs> live. <laughs> so we go out back and the crew just starts throwing us cheap beers. And, uh, we, we got to learn all about the adventures of setting up the crew for Paw Patrol live. 
and then one cast member that was Rubble, I don't remember his real name, he he's cool enough to bounce back and forth between the two crews, and he's also mm. the one guy in the group who has a travel guitar and doesn't know how to play it. Mm. Because oh. anytime you put this many white people together <laughs> on the, the road, guitar has to yeah. come there's always one. And so he's bouncing back and forth playing guitar. Uh, he did manage to, to pull out a little John Mayer, but as I explained to the crew, the guitar comes preloaded with John Mayer when you're sure. you buy it. Yeah, I mean, that's the, those are the factory settings. Right. Did he make the John Mayer uh, face? Have you ever seen the John Mayer guitar face? Oh, oh yeah. No, no. Oh, I'll send it. Mm, it's brutal. You'd think, he's having, you'd think he's having a stroke. Oh, <laughs> he's going the other way. Okay. Right. Yes. Um, I saw John Mayer live in 2003 or four, and I've never seen someone more drunk on stage <laughs> than John Mayer. <laughs> mm. I think he's sober now. I have a softness for yeah. John Mayer, but yeah. Of course. Of course. He, he's the voice of a generation. How could you not? Oh, God. <laughs> he's our Bob Dylan. Uh... <laughs> nice generation there. Good job by you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, getting to know the cast and crew of Paw Patrol Live was a highlight of Brookings, South Dakota. Everything else was great. It's actually beautiful in Brookings, South Dakota. The sunsets and sunrises are amazing. The weather was perfect. There was no wind. It was sunny, blue skies. Uh, but it was still South Dakota. Like, we caught it in its beautiful month. So, the in, the more fun part was what I came home to, completely unrelated, Uh a package arrived while I was in South Dakota and Sam opened it for me because it said it was perishable and it was a big oversized box with a cooler and a bunch of ice packs in it. And inside that was a case of a half dozen, two pound sacks of quote, Oreo cream, C R E M E courtesy of everybody's favorite asshole, Will McQuillan. So he really is living up to the name now. It was he kind is, of a joke before, him. but <laughs> Right. He's wearing the mask long enough, and now it's shipping me Oreo cream. <laughs> Bobby, was this? Did this come from what we were talking about on the picnic live show? On the audio that is so. not lost to time, but we haven't done anything with it when we couldn't get the live stream to work. Right. So, for those who've heard, and I think we mentioned it at some point on the regular show as well, um, Mike had this great idea that we should basically have a Build-A-Bear for Oreos. We, we, won't, customize we won't call it Build-A-Bear, though. No. <laughs> no, this is like how when people call their app the Uber or Lyft of something, say, mm-hmm. like, moving moving sure. your shit to your new apartment. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there are apps out there now that do that, or one in particular I can think of that does that. This is the Build-A-Bear of cookies. <laughs> cookies of Build-A-Bear. Uh, anyway, uh, even Sam noticed as she was looking at this package and trying to figure out why someone would send me a case full of plastic <laughs> vacuum sealed packs of gooey Gosh. white liquid. <laughs> uh, she noticed it was ordered on the packing slip Saturday evening, which would be well into our cups at our post. Wait, Saturday, like two, like two weeks ago, Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh. <laughs> Were we I mean, at the we talk about like, drunk shopping. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, you rarely see such a pure example of it. Uh, so yeah, there's a direct correlation between us being drunk at Will's house 
<laughs> eating leftover Oreos. And Will thinking it's a good idea to send me <laughs> from foodservicedirect.com a case of Oreo cream. Uh, oh so for those of you who are wondering, uh, we did open up the first pack this week, or, you know, yesterday. I had to figure out a way to use it. I mean, I'm not going to waste six bags of Oreo cream. So the first thing I did is I made a chocolate chiffon cake and topped it with Oreo cream glaze. Uh, and the first lesson I learned is that its consistency changes rapidly based on temperature. When it's cold, it's a little dense, but when it's warm, it's really runny. Did uh, you put it on uh, the cake warm or was the cake cooled all the way? The cake was cooled all the way. Interesting. And I didn't put it, I didn't put it on, even at room temperature, it pours like thick cream. Hmm. Like it pours just a little bit, like melted ice cream. Like if just ice cream at room temperature. That's sort of the speed at which it pours. Also, I didn't do a good enough job mixing it up. There were some globs mm -hmm. in there that I thought I had gotten them all out, but I had to. It probably needs to go into a mixer or into a blender before you really try to use it like that. There were some but, globs in the cream. Right. <laughs> you're saying? Stop. Yeah. It was clotted. A little clotted. Yeah. Hmm. So, so this uh, is we not had friends... more like, this is not like an actual Oreo cream filling at all. Well, it. It has the distinct flavor of Oreo cream. Okay. And just like Oreos, uh, it is vegan because it is sugar and oil and garbage. Mm. <laughs> There's no dairy <laughs> to be found Anywhere in to be found. of white cream. Yeah. No. Uh, then it fits under the less than four ingredient, you know, uh, rule of healthy eating. Right. <laughs> sugar, oil, and garbage. <laughs> One time I forgot to put the like carnation hazelnut creamer, which is like my, I love it. So I know it sucks. I know I have terrible taste in coffee, but I love it. But I forgot to put it back in the refrigerator and I was like, oh no. And Dave said, it's non-dairy. You're fine. Like it's, you're not going to get poisoned by the like mildly unrefrigerated creamer. So I feel like the Oreo My mom left that shit that. on the counter. Like I don't think it ever hit the refrigerator. <laughs> Well, I wondered about this because they ship these bags in, in, in on ice and, you know, Sam was right to get it right in the fridge based on the way it was labeled. So sure. I don't mm -hmm. know. It says to keep it refrigerated. Uh, so we glazed the one cake with this and I had some mini Oreos from my flight home from the flight attendant, uh, leftover. I rarely actually eat the snacks on the plane. I always just shove them in my backpack. So I put some of those on top to sort of decorate it and i was proud of myself it's the first cake i've made from scratch in years because we just don't bake a lot we don't eat a lot of sweets here but we had friends coming over yesterday and one of them is not eating dairy right now so i want they to are on the garbage right uh, they're 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 down with eating garbage it's uh it's for a health reason not a dietary reason so i'm not judging mm -hmm. but uh i wanted to make her a dessert that she could eat and i said well chiffon cake has no milk in it and this glaze this, this dairy cream, C-R-E-M-E, uh, has no dairy in it. So we'll use it. We'll give it a try. I'll use them as my first test subjects for this stuff. And they liked it. The chocolate cocoa cake with the Oreo glaze, They the, the guests really, really liked it. It was too sweet for me to eat too much of. But uh, they were a fan. And you'd be a little disappointed. I probably could have whipped my egg whites a little bit more, and I should have chilled the bowl first. It wasn't quite as fluffy as I would have liked. Oh, the bowl chilling. That's bullshit. <laughs> Let's get to Ooh, exploding myths. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I thought I beat the crap two. out of those egg whites, but I just, you know. But wait, Bobby, do you have tired. plans? You have what? You have six months or seven months? Do you have plans for the rest of it? What are you going to do? <laughs> right. You would think the stuff expires never, but apparently it expires in March. So uh, also, I don't want it to live in my fridge forever. So I don't know. I have five yeah. bags left. I'm open to recommendations. If anyone has thoughts. Freeway should... overpass, uh, hijinks. Um, <laughs> well, I, I believe I've, I've told the story before about my freshman year and the vat of vanilla pudding, right? Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> I don't uh, want to know. I read the short story. I, right. I that's remember the, reading the, That's the slash fiction, Bob, and... Bobby and his vanilla pudding. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, as a quick recap, freshman year of college, I lived on the 10th floor of a, of a tall, narrow dorm building that was attached to a bunch of others by a second floor uh, sort of skyway deck thing. But there was a little opening of it right below my window because it opened to sort of a tunnel that ran underneath it. And being the idiots that we were, we would drop things from the 10th floor, just basically recreating a David Letterman bit sure. to see what they yep. look like when they smash at the bottom. Because why wouldn't you do that when you're a freshman in college? I... I would uh, procure from my job at the time packs of vanilla pudding mix, massive packs of vanilla pudding mix powder, because we used it in uh, a, a drink there. And in fact, that mixed up thick uh, had a similar consistency to this to this Oreo cream stuff. So we mixed up a giant vat of it one day, put it in a plastic tub, and then dropped it to see what it would look like when it exploded. And we went downstairs to go see, and what we didn't know was parked just out of our view was a university police car, and mm. we just covered it in vanilla pudding. <laughs> uh, and we went back upstairs, and nothing ever happened. So here I am with no criminal record. Um, it's like sneakers. <laughs> I'm just going to keep circling back to that. <laughs> Doesn't everything come back to sneakers? <laughs> it does. Well, Bobby, I've so, yeah, seen some sort of rocky road ice cream going on. I would use uh, the cream as a as a like a Oreo marshmallow swirl, and then put sure. marshmallows and use a really dark chocolate <clears throat> ice cream. Our um, and and is your baking Yoda on this? Trust Anne. John and Denise, our friends who were here yesterday, John already said, "I've got the ice cream machine. We've got to try it." So. Ice cream's high on the list. He was thinking like a dark chocolate ice cream with a an Oreo swirl of some kind. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I, I think having some texture in there will help. And, and having some less sweet elements in there, like the dark chocolate, yeah. would definitely help. Because this stuff is just clawingly, painfully. I mean, it's liquid diabetes. It mm. is just. So you have five unopened bags left? Is that? Yeah. Two pounds in each okay. bag. Now, I used most of the first bag to glaze the cake. I, I could have gotten away with a lot less. Okay. But two things I didn't realize. One. I, I put some of it in a Ziploc bag and cut the tip off to do the glazing, and it just didn't really work because it was too runny. And mm -hmm. also, I had a little bit left in the bag, but I wasn't super worried about leftovers. Trying to yeah. figure out how to save like half yeah. a cup of this stuff. Yeah, don't worry about it. But what I'm saying is at least three of those bags. Do your ice cream, you know, experiment, have fun. But at least three of those bags have to go back to southeast King County in some sort of a... <laughs> IED. <laughs> and it has to, you have to make sure that he opens it because I don't want Nikki or, you know, or the kids 
getting this uh, <laughs> getting this facial. I'm God. I'm pretty sure I saw King County cream explosion at the state fair. Yeah. <laughs> Get him. Get him. Uh, so yes, and if you have any other thoughts, I will happily take them. And Andrea, I'm sure you are listening as well. If anyone in the preheated universe has any, no thoughts. one's going to give you a better idea than I just did. So let's just. Um, it tastes like it tastes like Oreo and chemicals, basically. Oh, my favorite. So that that that's what you're working <laughs> with. Uh, all right, that's that's Paw Patrol Live and Oreo Cream, a sentence I never thought I'd write <laughs> on the red sheet. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, um, I'm gonna just let me interrupt with something unrelated. Uh, Sam just texted me. I'm not sure exactly where she is. I think she's out on her run, but she just texted me, and all she wrote is, "Some kid just bit it running toward me." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have no context. Yeah. Are you helping out or did you laugh and run by or what? I'll text you back. Uh, scale of one to ten. How funny was it? There are people that like watching people fall. I am not one of those people, especially nope. since I've gotten older and have fallen. I'm like, no, I don't want to watch people fall. It's awful. But yeah, but yeah. there's there's like videos that just make the rounds and the ice people slipping on ice, too. That's even worse for me, because like this is, you know, this is a person having an accident. They're not like wasted or right. You know, it's not a football <laughs> to the groin. <laughs> you're not courting in trouble. You're you're landing in it. This is one um, of the many problems with the internet. It's America's Funniest Home Videos without the filter. Like, there's no producer. Oh, yes. right, right. And you need right. some background music. kind-hearted, at least. <clears throat> yeah. Do we have any general throw your phones this week? We do not. Let's get in yep. to the content of the show, which is fantastic. <laughs> Wait, Great shows. Oh. No, I'm still oh. here. I guess I got to talk about the show this week. I mean, we only have two thirds of the coven on here, so we can only do two thirds of a curse. I know oh, it doesn't. It like man. partially yeah, works, but I'm no good. Thanks for three. throwing Sorry. me out when you did. I mean, I, I had said everything I had to say. Um, a sport ball. Uh, designers of the Philly Fanatic are threatening to bar the Phillies from using their mascot if they don't cough up a bunch of money, and the Phillies are countersuing. I have no idea the legal details here, but um, I. I was really surprised at Luke right away because I'm sure he grew up with the uh, the famous chicken who was originally the San Diego Padres chicken, mm -hmm. and then he became the San Diego chicken, and then he was just the famous chicken. Mm -hmm. And I think the Padres kind of sued him more and more into into a corner. Um, to me, that's that's the interesting part of it, but they didn't get into that. I don't I don't know who who has the rights here, who's going to win here, but I mean. I'm not a mascot guy in general, but I'm, the fanatic is pretty damn good at at what it does. Um, so I'm I'm sort of rooting for the fanatic, and I did like their idea of like uh, the Mets renting the Philly fanatic, you know, and and having <laughs> Mister and Mrs. Met double team him, you know, in front of the Philly the Phillies fans or something. Now there's some know. slash fiction I can get behind. <laughs> Stop. A lot of weird stuff. Stop. 
Bobby. God. Hey, Andrew's the one who appreciates a good furry. I. Speaking of furries, I do kind of agree with them that um, having abstract creatures as mascots is better than trying to have like the mariner moose or something mm-hmm. because it just seems or, uh, weird weren't they talking about how the how some of the mascots are all jacked up like the purdue boilermaker you know like he just he just got out of the gym you know like bulging muscles and i think it's the denver nuggets mascot it's a it's like uh oh a yeah cougar. and it's just you know ripped right what and the the Seahawks mascot Blitz, his big thing is he tackles people. I was doing a a mascot appearance at a uh, Mariners game uh, one time, and the uh, the Blitz set up with several other mascots opportunities for Blitz to come and just take them off their feet at full speed, and uh, this I, I guess was his idea of hilarity, but. Um, some of the mascots were like, no, I don't think I'll be getting tackled at full speed on, on the field uh, at the baseball game today. Thanks, though. Thanks for wanting to include me. In I went bullshit. I went a couple of years ago to Michigan State for a conference and they had like a, you know, the big dinner thing and they had the Michigan State mascot. Spartan? Oh, yeah. He's another one of them. Is he Spartan? Yeah. 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 Sparty. He oh, he was there. Uh, taken pictures with people and i was like if that thing approaches me i am kicking it in the nuts i want nothing to do with that it's so disturbing yep yeah he's buff there they should be a contest with the buffest of the of the stupid mascots <laughs> so t- he'd be up there for sure um i speaking of dumb go ahead bobby i i recently uh saw and then found on Instagram because I didn't get a picture of it at the time. Uh, uh, Victor E. Bull, which is the mascot of the Buffalo Bulls, uh, an inflatable Victor E. Bull outside of an ice cream shop in Buffalo. And they had him tethered down with ropes because, you know, it's a big inflatable mascot. But the anchors to tether him down from the front look like nipple rings. With ropes coming off them, it's very right, creepy. Right, right. I just put the picture in Slack. What do nipple rings generally look like, Bobby? Well, they look like rings on your nipples. I guess this is almost more from the armpits, although maybe he rides them to the sides. Oh, so it wasn't the fact of the <laughs> oh, yeah. ring. It's the fact that they're attached to his nipples. Right. And there's okay. ropes coming off them. Like, like Victory Bull gets down with some shit. And, yeah. Right? <laughs> Of He's like making pla- a John Mayer face, you know, <laughs> with those nipple clamps on there. Of all Look the places to tie down the bull, why not just take him from the like the shoulders or something? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's probably scientific based on the, you know, based on having the- dealt with a lot of inflatables in my life. It's scientific <laughs> as to where they, they place these things. Another well, question I the- have is an ice cream and poutine store. It's Buffalo. What oh. do you want from us? That sounds <laughs> good to me. Those are two of my favorite yeah. things. They're basically Canadian. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's not poutine ice cream, right? It's, <laughs> it's God, how, how do you know? Poutine and then you go have some ice cream. It's it's Hurdle Lav Poutine and Cream. And they've got both your courses covered. 
<laughs> cream Bobby style, EME or EAM? No, they have real ice cream. I mean, Although I guess I should it's, talk to them about adventure. It's a twist on fondue, I suppose, but. <laughs> well, it's a twist on something with those rings. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> oh, Sam texted me back. Uh, apparently, the child was a, a female. A female lady type. Uh, Sam writes, started as an eight, but then she was really upset, so it turned into a three. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So if they pop up and pretend to be okay, it's it's all right to be to be as amused. But oh, if absolutely. Actually, it is acts as hurt as they are, then you have to downgrade your enjoyment. I mean, yeah. is that? I like it when okay. people like kind of look back angrily at what they like. What was that? When like not when they're yeah. upset, but when they're just sort of like. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bit it so hard out of my wheelchair. Um, this was, I, I think I had one leg at the time and I went, it was the first time I was venturing out of the house and Emily had these ramps built and it was, it was great. I was getting out of the house and in the wheelchair and I rolled down the ramp and I was rolling down the driveway and I think I got my first artificial foot caught under the wheel of my wheelchair oh, and I just went pitching forward oh. And and uh, I didn't realize that at the time, and I actually did break the foot, oh. um, the artificial foot. I I'm the first guy to actually break his artificial <laughs> foot. Um, uh, I didn't realize it at the time, so I like pitched forward, and I and because I was buff from all this wheelchair time, my face didn't hit the ground. I was able to stop myself with my strong strong arms. <clears throat> but uh, like Emily helped me up, and I get back in the wheelchair, and I'm looking at the driveway. <laughs> what was the motherfucking there's like a tiny cra- I mean we have cracks in our driveway but there's nothing that would have caused that it was totally me and then I figured it out later when they diagnosed the broken foot because it was like wibbly wobbly and I'm like oh yeah I did it and that's when it was and I was the dummy who was looking back I'm sure the neighbors across the street were like what's he looking at he tripped himself what an idiot because Emily wasn't watching you know, she was back, like, locking the door or something. and Or she could have told me that, that it wasn't some twig that went flying into the bushes, which is what, you know, I, I had lots of theories, you know, on, on what had caused the fall. So, But I think it would, it would have been proper for somebody to really enjoy that fall because I could have been hurt. I still might have been hurt, but I was acting uh, very indignant about the whole situation. Um can't believe i didn't get hurt it's amazing um i think we all to, uh, we all got together and decided right? you had been through enough <laughs> <laughs> right. oh god this guy again uh, no no more laughing um <laughs> back to sport ball the man the the marlins and the Rays twitter accounts were fighting until the marlins invoked steve Irwin's death <laughs> and uh, had to apologize <laughs> Uh, to me, that's, that's, that was, that was a, it was know, a good joke. Good. I thought it was funny. Yes, that's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if the Irwins come after you and ask you to apologize, then you take it down to apologize. Mm. But as a sick burn, you know, just let that lie unless someone objects. Like it's so good. Just um, wait until the Indians and the Yankees start feuding on Twitter. Then shit's going to get real. <laughs> That's not right. That's not right where you're going with that. So, 
We're not going to go any further. I mean, we can admit Steve Irwin's death was untimely and very sad, but is kind of a hilarious <laughs> totally thing to happen. And and kind of exactly what you would mm-hmm. thought as you watch, ever watched his show. You're like, oh, yeah, one of these things. The first. One of these things he's fucking with. Oh, yeah. The first uh, episode of his show I ever watched, he was in some boat at night and he jumped over the side of the boat to catch a poisonous sea snake. And I thought, <laughs> this dude's going to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I never thought he was going to die when I was watching the show, but I thought he was going to die when he was making the show. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to like, yeah. you know, in the big finale this year on Nat Geo, <laughs> watch Steve Irwin's heart get pierced. By a stingray. No, no. I think there was one time when he that. was a, with a bunch of Komodo dragons and he yeah. scraped his leg and they went into bloodlust and he had to climb a tree. I mean, it was very exciting. His show was. Yeah. It's yeah. just too easy. It's like writing headlines for The Onion. It's like Area Man finally gets what's coming to him. Like... Yeah, but thing is, the only thing is, if he'd been a dick, then I think it would have been fair game for right. everyone. But he you was know, like such if, a nice person. Was, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that makes you kind of want to apologize a little bit. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry I used you, but, but it, it was a good it one. It was right? like in 2006. Like, it wasn't yesterday. Like, it's yeah. not like, like some I, time I like has passed. I think Steve Irwin, Steve Irwin would have gone like, yeah. Good one. Yeah. That's a good one. You got me. You got him. Way to use me. Um, this led to, to some the probably the low lowest light of the week was <sighs> the guys talking a lot of baseball which they don't <laughs> do well fully understand <laughs> i wanted to talk about this last week before i bailed um andrew makes me really mad when he talks about attending mariners games um in particular, the last time he he really got me mad was when he was talking about uh, when he went to the Tigers game, the the Mariners Tigers game by himself because the Tigers are terrible, um, and he thought this might be the last chance he'd get to see last chance he'd get to see the Mariners win this year. Um, I mean the Tigers are an exception. They're 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 losing a really awful amount of games, and there are teams that. You know, like the, the that one year, the Mariners won an extraordinary amount of games. But in general, good baseball teams win three out of five games. In general, bad baseball teams win two out of five games. Mm-hmm. Chances are, you keep going to the ballpark, you're going to catch some wins there, buddy. Yep. To stop being. I just hate that fatalistic. It's not football, man. When 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 you're the the Kansas City Chiefs or the New England Patriots, and you're you go out against an inferior opponent, you're going to win. Five out of six times, six out of seven times. In baseball, you're going to win four out of seven times. And stop pretending that this, this is just the most awful baseball season anyone's ever had. They, they they had a very average team, and they decided to tear it down and get younger, get young talent. And now they are just a slightly below average team, maybe 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 solidly below average team, but they weren't doing anything with that last fucking team. They had that team wasn't going anywhere. They got lucky and won some games last year. They shouldn't have won. Their run differential was terrible. 
Yep. And they they knew they knew they were bad. Their GM knew they were not a good team, so he blew it up. And but fans who don't no, I don't even want to call them fans. Ooh, watchers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't get. Uh, I guess I just don't get that upset about the Mariners being bad because they've been bad my whole life. <laughs> I, I there's a comfort in them being bad for me. Um, the the only years I get nervous about the Mariners when were when they were good and and they were trying to do something, um, which I hope they get back to. And it's worth me being nervous and and losing sleep over or whatever it, for them to be good again. But dudes, bad baseball teams win games all the time. Yeah. Five bad baseball teams will win games today. Within the next five hours, five bad baseball teams will have victories. And there'll be lots of Andrews sitting in bewilderment in the crowd, <laughs> holding their fifth sausage, going, I can't believe we won a game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's uh, Mike and the Bud Light Hot Seat brought to you by Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> the Mariners have won 41% of their games. Yep. What'd I just say? Yeah. Two out of five. They're They're... Yep. They're 48 and 70. Right in the meaty part of the curve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, okay. Well, then Luke tries to name all 30 <sighs> Major League Baseball teams, Ooh, which boy. I think I first heard about. Wow. Um, yeah, from Hillary <sighs> in, in, in one of the chats. And uh, and that was hard because immediately when he said that, I'm like, just do divisions. <clears throat> but and what did I say? What did I say? He doesn't know the divisions. He doesn't know what teams go in the divisions. <laughs> or even, I mean, he yeah. doesn't. Yeah, but at least there's some, at least there's a framework to start. Right, sure. You know? Sure. He I should be able to get you're on National the League. To start with, he should be know? able to get National League, American League, at least. Mm-mm, right. He can't. He, he can't. He can't. <laughs> I don't think since interleague play, I don't think he can either. Oh yeah, since interleague play, that's really what's like. No, he just doesn't know it. <laughs> well, it used to be. I know, um, I know, but it's. He, it used to be like just so. I mean, you were an American League. I mean, listen, my it, husband it was, doesn't it, know. There was a lot of pride. My husband doesn't know any team that exists in the National League except like who we're playing in the World Series. <laughs> right? That's the only team that he knows. Right. But um, interleague play probably has him like a. Hmm? What's this? I don't understand. But Who are these guys? I said that he, I was like, if I were to do it another way, I would do it by geography. But I don't think Luke, I think um, Jesus Creek didn't yeah. teach geography. So I don't <laughs> no, think that no, he could no, have no, gotten no. it that way. When they had trouble figuring out the Maryland border, why, why it was so squiggly. <laughs> <laughs> why are these state borders so squiggly? I don't get it. What could possibly? Who drew this up? Uh, yeah, when they skipped the Rockies when they were moving east, I was like, "Oh, they're missing so much." <laughs> and then, of course, I, I it was the Twins the whole time. It's like, what is this last team? Um, and I hate, so I, I hate they're... Andrew giving hints too. Uh, yes, <laughs> hate it. <laughs> Okay, uh, so I want to get some throw your phones on in here. Uh, Colian, um Wednesday show. Did Luke say the Tampa Rays were always in the National <laughs> League? Someone tell the 2018 that played the Phillies <laughs> in the World Series. They started out in the American League and switched. 
Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a rough one. Um, we were almost uh, we were almost moved to Tampa. The the Mariners were uh, before they got their team. So uh, yeah, I was well aware. It's not like Seattle were. fans are doing anything about switching divisions. We yeah they 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 toss us around a lot. Uh, yeah, they like to do that. Um, Colian, uh, I guess. <laughs> He was engaged at this time, so he said, let me amend my last submission and say, OMG, the whole name all the MLB te- uh, teams game is painful to listen to. Excited, Mark. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah, it was. Yep. He's not lying. Uh, and then Emily from Minnesota uh, said, Tuesday's show was just generally infuriating. Luke gets his joke adjacent. Feral pigs return from C-tweet. Oh, yeah, this is a whole this whole other thing. Yeah, we'll get to is that. Is even on the run? Yeah, yeah, it's on the show. Oh, we'll get to it yeah. later? Yeah. Okay, well, then I'll just put the part... I'll, I'll just read the part about... Um, they both proceed to get <laughs> small things about baseball wrong, <laughs> only to go into Luke attempting to name all 30 MLB teams, even though Andrew knows this is a terrible idea given past experience, through my phone several times. Yeah, when you're mad enough to go pick that phone up and then see if you can get more distance on <laughs> it... Or maybe find find somewhere where you know you can fire it out a window so you won't find it ever again. It's like know? shot putting. You get a lot. You get a number of chances, and you just take the furthest one. Right. Yeah, take the best one. Right. You might have stepped over the line before you threw the phone that first time, but you got another chance. All right. That was my that was my cardio for the yeah, week. Yeah, did thanks, it. Thanks you for putting it. up with uh, my my sport ball rant. Okay. All right, time to name all the well, major league soccer Mariners teams. Will the Mariners ever win another game? I don't think so. <laughs> it's not the fucking Browns from three years ago, buddy. Well, let's just go to a less infuriating topic then <laughs> yeah. that I'm calling vegetarians are just better than you. Um, yeah, they are. Luke, who is ever the fashion-forward hipster, has decided mm. that white tennis shoes are played out. You know, he's just been seeing a lot of people wearing white tennis shoes a lot of men wearing white tennis oh. shoes around when did that happen white tennis i don't know shoes, like huh? 1994 maybe <laughs> so he's decided it's time to find a new look so he's going to switch to black tennis shoes instead because <laughs> nobody's wow. wearing black tennis shoes um he did all kinds of research and internet shopping got very excited ordered a pair of course he says when he finds something that he likes then he just orders like 10 pairs so he's all set and they arrived and he realized that in all the googling and searching he had kind of gotten a little off Hmm. track and instead of canvas shoes they're leather shoes he did so much research so much research (laughs) (laughs) that leads to a lot of moral and ethical wrangling about how if he's going to be vegetarian and he's so invested in not eating animals, then is it okay for him to keep these bitchin' leather shoes? And he decides that it is. Of course. Well, they're already done. I mean, it's over. (laughs) The cow is dead. He can't reverse that. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. You can't. You can't fix that. But couldn't the whole thing have been avoided by him just saying, "Okay, I love my white shoes. Mm-hmm. Let me get these in black." Sure. I don't know where the rod laver is leather as well. Were those grandfathered in before his conversion? <laughs> hmm. 
I thought that the I don't give a shit. I don't I think that whatever, I get kind of exhausted by all of it. Do it or don't or whatever, you know, you can have complicated feelings and I but I, what I really enjoyed was this was Andrew kind of stuck it to him a little bit yes. in a very nice way, but like I thought I liked the way that Andrew said Whatever you do is fine, but maybe stop being so sanctimonious on Twitter about other people eating animals if you're yes. going to do this. And I actually thought that Luke took it well. Like, I was kind of impressed on both of their ends uh, that he was like, oh, you know what? You're right. Like, I was kind of being a jerk. I don't know if he really thinks he was, but I I just I kind of appreciated Andrew because sometimes he doesn't stand up to Luke and he really did this case. Yes. I mean, Luke said. Well, I appreciated Luke's attitude there because because the first step toward actually being sorry is saying it. Yep. Yeah. You know, you, you you just say it. Maybe you'll get there. Yeah, and he's you know? said about a thousand times. I'm not trying to tell anybody else how to live or what decisions they could make. And Andrew was like, "Yeah, but on that tweet, you kind of were. Yeah. So maybe mm-hmm. if you're going to be inconsistent, just." lay off the rest of that yeah that was really good yeah gently done yep then uh, later in the week there is a news story about a a fishing contest of some sort i forget what they were actually fishing for but it was fish and someone um accidentally caught an octopus and some lady decided that it would be hilarious if she put it on her face and then took a selfie with it. And of course, the octopus <laughs> bit the hell out of her. <laughs> Did you know that, guys? That octopuses, octop- octopi, octopodes. Oh, I was, I was very irritating. Remember the last time we had octopode talk, we determined that octopode is equally correct as octopi. So Luke at acting smug that he mm-hmm. knew the correct plural was uh. not correct. Um, <laughs> but they do have beaks. <laughs> you know, they do eat fish and critters and something. So, you know, you know what has the same consistency as an oyster or a, or a clam? Mm. Your fucking chin, you <laughs> fucking dummy. <laughs> that woman was dumb. Yep. I mean... I watched that interview. I, I sent it to Emily. I mean, the, the the octopus barreled into her face. Did it barrel or into did your you face? Put it? it did not barrel. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I thought that Luke and Andrew got all on their media about how bad the TV piece was. And I'm like, ah, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I was like, it's it's kind of like directing your ire. I mean, they went full, they barreled into the lady. <laughs> About how stupid she was. They were very upset that she killed the octopus and ate it. Which, uh, what is she supposed to do? Well, that that was fine. Yeah. But the, the, revenge, the revenge thing, though. Yeah, you know, whatever. Revenge? It, octopus was just octopus. Yep. You know? <laughs> what? It didn't, it didn't jump out of the water on your face like it was in the movie Popeye. I mean, if... You brought it up and you put it on your face, and I'm glad it did what it did. I I wish that it had it had covered your eyes and put you underwater and drowned you because that's what you had coming. Her attitude was terrible, and Emily's question was this: Why are you doing an interview? This is the <laughs> dumbest thing anybody ever did. Yeah, that was. I'm not giving an interview about that. No, I'm gonna hide under a rock. 
pie. Remember when you did the dumbest <laughs> thing you did in your whole life? I don't know. Hey, there's a TV reporter who wants to talk to you about I it. I thought okay. she was just trying to find a little, not levity, but I don't know, be a little matter of fact about it. Like, yep, so that's what I did. <laughs> And that's what happened. <laughs> she failed. She was utterly charmless. I mean, I, I did not. I mean, a lot of times the, these local TV interviews, you'll find people are just like, that. Per- I wish I knew that person. That person's awesome. And then sometimes you see someone like, yeah, I'm really glad I've never met that idiot. How many times do you see a person being interviewed on TV and you think they seem awesome? I'd like to <laughs> hang out with them. <laughs> Oh, uh, what the the dude like uh, hide your wife, you know, hide your hide your girlfriend, you know those those people. Ain't nobody got time for that. I want to hang out with her, but octopus on the face, lady, barreled into her face, lady. I I only want to hang out with her if she's going to put another octopus, a larger octopus, on her oh, face. God. Uh, well, she just did something dumb. It's not that big yeah. a deal. Yeah. And then yeah. she she went on TV to talk about it. <laughs> and she looked healed. I mean, there, there was like, I didn't see anything on her chin. Like, was this interview like weeks after? If so, you've had a cooling off period in which you could consider not doing a TV interview about the octopus you placed cooling on the Cooling off face. period. <laughs> but it was pinching her. <laughs> I imagine, you know, you're, you're, you're coming, coming in hot. You know, you're flying in hot off of... Having that awesome, getting a huge laugh about having octopus on your face, cause, and because you're dumb, not knowing that the joke is you, <laughs> not the octopus. Uh, Mike, your ability to get fired up over these things, <laughs> even though it's they impressive. just keep happening, <laughs> is always amazing to me. <laughs> yeah, this one just bothered me because she was so stupid. Uh, yeah, uh, L- like and I. Uh, I just wanted someone to say, yeah, it was really stupid. And I ended up eating it. I felt bad, you know. Maybe they but edited that part do? out. Yeah. No, she she didn't have the personality for that. <laughs> they would have left in anything that made her seem charming and interesting. And they didn't have it. They they just didn't have it. There was no, there was no footage of her being, I guarantee you, there was no footage of her being engaging, interesting, or fun or intelligent at all. Wow, we're really, we're really like making a verdict on this lady off of you know. I'm, a I'm one I'm minute. As, I'm as worked up as uh, Luke. Yeah, as Luke I don't was. know why. Luke was really upset about. I don't know why, humor. and I kind of there's something that he said though. It was not about the stupidity. This actually irritated me. She was stupid, obviously. He was not saying she was stupid. He said it was the tone of her voice that bothered him, and have yeah. being a woman. I'm gonna say it. She's stupid. But, but that's not what he was saying. He was just saying that her the tone of her voice. bothered him and that Mm -hmm. irritates me because I I don't think he would ever say that about a dude yep Hmm. that's a code word for Hmm. sure uh yeah well the 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 tone of her voice in this context in the context of this interview I was bothered by the tone of her voice in that in that she seemed I don't know um I think that it's a. Like, I, she did not bother me that much. Yes, she seems stupid, but I don't know. She seems stupid and kind of embarrassed. I don't know why she did an interview, but I don't think she was embarrassed. I, I think that that might have been it for me. It's like, ah, uh, are you too stupid to be embarrassed about this? Because that was awful. That was so stupid. What you did. 
we got to clear out the next the next segment because Mike's running long here. Okay. Let's go. Besides, he has to go and set up his fan website for Octopus Lady. <laughs> uh, speaking of fan websites, are we even – it's not even on the run sheet, but it's worth mentioning. What kind of asshole would do an episode-by-episode episode recap show about a show and then have any <laughs> – any negative talk about it on it that just seems disingenuous doesn't mm-hmm. it mm. yep mm. yeah anyway <laughs> i just hope next time she pulls up a stingray god <laughs> mike's gonna be fuming too, too far? for the rest of the show <laughs> too far too much um, god, I, I would like to ask related to my snarky comment not mike's um did any of you listen to the Patriot episode? Nope. No. no. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> um, I did listen to it, uh, just sort of as background noise while I was doing things around the house. And I will say, um, their level of interest is contagious. Not enough oh, for me to go watch Bobby, the no. show. Resist. No, no, no. I, I'm not, I'm not going to go watch the show. I don't, I barely have time. I, I only have time for, the occasional midsummer murder. Or, or murder I mean, you got a backlog of NCIS reruns that you need to get to <laughs> right? at some point. And I, I didn't see any any talk of Ace Ventura three oh, uh, in the chat, so that still still needs to be watched. <laughs> to be clear, Sam lovingly drank a bottle of wine Friday night, put my on girl. Ace Ventura, and immediately fell asleep. <laughs> Sam's my new best friend. I adore her. Come and I Austin. <laughs> I think she was on the remote, so I was. She was yeah, that's that's when you're screwed. Yeah. God damn it! I guess I'm all in on Ace Ventura. That's what we're doing. It just it did not age well. That was my point. I got the last. Oh, it's rough. Yeah, the last 45 minutes of Ace Ventura, yikes. and it's it's yikes. In a, an extended sequence about how disgusting it was to find out you kissed a man. I mean, ew. <laughs> and it's well, great. and then you have to think about. I I laughed at the time when I saw it, and I'm like, oh, now I got to. Pull at the collar a little bit. Like, <laughs> yep. Oh, we all. Everybody was really funny. And they played. Um, they played the music from oh, what's that movie? The um, oh, I'm pulling an Andrew. The one where the they, it's like the same movie, basically the same premise, but it was like a serious '90s movie. Oh, um, Crying yeah, Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crying Game. They played yeah. the music from the Crying mm-hmm. Game, and so it's like, oh, it's I too am much. so good at this oh. game. You are. I never saw the Crying <laughs> Game, so I didn't. I guess I didn't recognize the music. So. You are, Anne. My, we could play like a celebrity together. I'm yeah, like, you know, the thing. details about a movie that I probably haven't seen, and I'll name it. Uh, well, all I'll say is Andrew helping drive a podcast where he's actually interested in what he's talking about is not new. Um, <laughs> but it is just a little sad that, that I thought the Patriot episode was it was interesting to hear them be so interested in something. And it would be great to hear more of that general enthusiasm on their day job. Anyway, to the news. Um, do we have to do the first one? Well, the pod pets part is cute. Mm-hmm. Luke insists on talking politics despite Andrew's best efforts. He can't see how oh, our current Luke. president of the United States of America, oh, Donald J. Luke. Trump, you could are possibly in... be reelected. Luke, you are in a you, bubble. You are in a... I can tell a... you exactly how he can be reelected yeah. as someone who just got back from Brookings, South Dakota. Uh, yeah. Uh, work around work around a lot of rich people who don't think they're racist, but like money a lot in Texas and elsewhere. Yep. That's how he gets elected. Yep. Um, I I think it's like I look at it like uh, voters 
are poker players. And the dumbest poker players always go all in on losing hands. Yeah. I mean, they just get committed to it. They're like, they get excited. They get, they get worked up and they, you know, they just push all their chips and then, uh, you know, this guy's an idiot, right? Oh, well too late. I'm all in, you know, they're in. And oh. and the worse it gets, the hard, the more they double down. So it's it's just it is what it is. It's going to be close. Yeah. Uh, the the t shirt highlight of my days in Brookings was somebody uh, wearing a black t shirt with a picture of an AR fifteen on it, and it said, and I found it online later. Nobody needs an AR fifteen. Nobody needs a whiny little bitch either. Yet here you are. <laughs> it's so terrible that it's funny. <laughs> right? Uh, Is he single? Did you get his like number, that. Bobby? Uh, I did not get his number. Um, something tells <laughs> me that that would have led to a whole sequence of him in the shower trying to forget that I made a pass at him. No, for me. Uh, I mean, I, oh, oh, oh. I could oh. use a man like that. Right? Is he single? Yeah. That man's ready to clear your feral hogs out God. right now. <laughs> wow. Who let uh, the hogs out? Who? Who? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I did think it was funny that they pondered who the pod pets would vote for, although I didn't think the shtick carried very well. Yeah. I have no idea who Cupcake would vote for. She's so damn uh, lazy. Yeah. But she's very um, live and let live about <laughs> the world. Marianne Williamson? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was watching. I, I saw Bloomberg being interviewed um, yesterday, and uh, they were asking him, you know, about the all the candidates because he decided not to run. And and they said, you know, which which ones, which one or ones, you know, do you prefer? And he said, honestly, any of these candidates would be a better president than our current president. Yep. Which the only person that I thought about, even hesitated for a second, was like, I don't know about that, Marianne Williams. I'm yeah, but sure. I agree, but she wouldn't do more damage. Yeah. No, no, yeah. it would be a different kind of, of, yeah, of ineptitude. I'm down for it. I, I, I would take it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, at this but point. that's the only one that gave me any pause at all. Like, well, uh huh. She is a loon. So. <laughs> uh, speaking of the viral hogs tweet that was heard around the world, Luke attempted to participate. And made oh. a hypocrite who doesn't understand memes out oh, of himself. God, I... <sighs> my, this was my favorite part of the week. Uh, listener Emily, the Muppets joke was not about husbandry. <laughs> I was yelling. Parenthetically, it is still not a good joke. <laughs> oh, no, wait, excuse me. That's the wrong email from Emily. That's also uh, the, the right wa- email. That has to go right. with feral hogs. But <laughs> the one I wanted to read uh, uh, Tuesday show was generally infuriating. Luke lets his joke adjacent feral pigs return from sea tweets slide by while clearly just brushing off Andrew's reference to the time Luke absolutely ripped into the quote middle aged momish type for using the same meme format. Uh, that was right before she rambled. She rolled into the baseball anger. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> he's exhausted sometimes he just does not have any self-awareness or memory of i don't know it was it was really weird because i was like are we forgetting about this are we just kind of brushing it uh-huh. i don't know it was what was it his was... meme again i forget it was so embarrassing 
I don't remember. When, when, it didn't when even make sense. Viral hogs. Yes. Yes. Feral hogs return from the sea. Was that what <laughs> My it was? viral hogs. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was it was pitiful. It was really pitiful. It was it was not funny and it was not no. doing the meme right. Not no. funny. <laughs> not funny. Funny. Can we workshop some merch here? Uh, when will my podcast return from <laughs> painful irony? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can handle any more uh, hog talk. I know. I'm. It's I, kind of yeah. boring to me. And it went like too fast. Right. And, it, and then it just kind of tapped out. A woman was pissed at her neighbor and painted giant emojis with eyelashes on her house. The neighbor claimed she felt, quote, bullied, and the city council said they can't force the woman to paint over them. I forget. I love this woman. Why she got in yeah. trouble. I forget. Why was she mad at the neighbor again? The neighbor narked on her for something? For Airbnb Oh, activity. that's right. Yeah. That's right. right. This is how closely I was listening to TVTL this week. <laughs> uh, it was just... I, I just liked... I liked it because... Um, I mean, they're trying to fight it by saying, like, it's making people slow down. It's making people come to our neighborhood. Calm down. It's just a couple smileys on the fucking building. You're you're mad because she painted eyelashes on it, and it's a sick, sick burn, and you got to look at it every day. And she got away with it. I love it. And if you yeah. are that identifiable just by your eyelashes, uh, you might want to think about changing your calm your down. Look. Yeah. You want to calm that shit down. Uh, this reminds me of, there was a guy last year in Vermont who built a giant middle finger statue and put it up on a big pole because he was mad at the town. That's so Vermont. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, it's... See, but that's obscene, though. That yeah. You got to take that down. Right. These, these are smiley faces. These make kids happy. You know? They're like, hey, look at the cool thing in the building. I'm just they don't impressed. Know it's a sick burn. I'm impressed because I live in an HOA, which is like good for yard maintenance, but like shitty because yeah. you can't do anything without getting explicit permission and within a you know a very distinct range. So I'm really impressed that they did this. It's, it's it takes a commitment and and yeah, it's a lot of freedom. I just think it's yeah. stupid, <laughs> stupid and juvenile. Yep. She can do whatever she wants, well, but it's not a exactly, great look for her. That's exactly why I like it, Ann. It's stupid. <laughs> I just look at stuff like that, and I'm like, what's the point? What is the point of going through life trying to antagonize other people? Yeah. Yeah. I, Does it make your life better? Like you're speaking a foreign language, and I have no, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm not wild about my neighbors uh, right next to us, so my punishment for them is that I just don't close the curtains when I get out of the shower. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they get what they get. Uh, when I was you... visiting uh, my, my uh, when I was in Seattle, I visited my dad. He just had a beautiful house built in Anacortes, and it's on a hillside looking over the sound. And they are not at the top of the hill. There's one more row of houses behind them, and there's a couple of houses that have a, a real good look into their bathrooms and and bedrooms. Um, and and my my dad and his uh, wife, my stepmom, are making no efforts to cover those windows. And I, my my stepmom, as she's given given uh, me and my brother the house tour, uh, she she was saying like, well, you know, at this point, have at it, yep. you know, take take a look. 
if you see what you like and then you you know come on down it's not like we're in an apartment building next to another apartment building in new york city or something where the windows are like a foot away and you can't help but see into them yeah if you're working for that angle you get what you earned (laughs) there you go yeah oh you like this (laughs) i just don't need to have anybody see me pooping that's all Luke is over there with his telescope. That's that's selfish. What if they need to see you poop? I mean, not that I do, but if I ever did. No. (laughs) Right. No. Right. I have a friend who still believes. He's my age and believes women don't poop. Oh, my God. When Dave and I first started dating, I was like, I think Can you I, believe he's single. I think I like yeah. tooted in front of him and I was like, you're this is it. I, this is I'm like, I'm not going to be I I fart sometimes. You have to like be OK with it. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Women are not um, precious angels that don't poop or <laughs> fart. Wayne Newton's pet that, monkey. Dave? <laughs> oh, he Can we please it. get not, to Wayne Not Newton's your Dave, other Dave. I've tried three times to enter this now. <laughs> Wayne Newton's pet monkey. I won't interrupt you again. Stop. Tries to go all octopode <laughs> on the face of anyone who gets near Wayne. Ugh. Ugh. This is that why you, is awesome. you cannot have pet monkeys. And by monkey, yeah. I mean all apes of any kind no gorilla pets no orangutan pets no (laughs) chimp pets no monkey pets they're all just waiting to rip your face off yeah it's an ape moratorium that reporter was so good though it sounded like she was going to be down to finish the interview even if one eyeball was hanging like to her waist (laughs) wayne Wayne newton is like really conservative so and Look at current pictures of him. It's just, he has the, like, what is it called? Uncanny Valley now. Oh, yeah. He's plastic now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't don't like him. And he's not a great singer there, I said. No. (laughs) He's not. Can we talk about the dazzling deet that that he may or may not have a donkey named Donkey Shane? (laughs) I loved it. I love that. I forgive him everything if it's true. Uh, and speaking of the eyeball hanging, thank you for that terrible visual. Um, this is just an aside because I happen to have a business card on my desk right now from someone at the music library at Harvard. And the music library at Harvard is the Loeb music library at Harvard. It's the Edna Kuhn Loeb music library. But every time I see Loeb music library, I assume it's left eye Loeb music library. <laughs> oh, oh. <R>. <laughs> And so I always just want to call it the left eye library, but I don't feel like that joke will fly at Harvard. No, probably not. Anyway. I, we don't know what so you're talking I just about. Used it here. Um, uh, yeah, no monkeys. <laughs> On to Hillary. All right. This is social anxiety talk, uh, which I feel like we got a fair amount with Andrew. It kind of popped up. Um, they talk about Andrew's anxiety um, regarding the thing, thing, the whatever, the festival that they're going to be at. Is it, when is it? It's like... Really, soon? I'm sorry. It, I, it, it can't there, be over soon enough. Is there a worse named festival that yes. exists than the Thing Festival? It's <laughs> terrible. It really is. It's it's pretty terrible. When is it? Oh yeah, it's at the end of August, and and Andrew is really nervous about people not getting TBTL jokes, and 
you know, everything that goes with it, which is like, I don't know, you're on it. Like, I, like, I don't know. His, his anxiety level is, we've talked about it so much. And I, I just, I think, I mean, I understand being anxious about doing stuff, but every time they're going in public, he's super nervous about it and super anxious about it. And I just, I don't know. I just want him to get therapy. (laughs) But, um, but the, the, funniest part about them talking about this festival is that apparently they get a writer and what they decided to be on their writer is so ridiculous it's like a vegetarian sandwich some pigs in a blanket a six-pack of miller light and a bottle of jim beam it's so i mean it's kind of hilarious but i'm like you really could max this out like not ask for like super weird things but just like what would make you comfortable you know while you're Mm -hmm. waiting for it i guess a vegetarian sandwich and pigs in a blanket will do. But I thought it was <laughs> funny. But then I was thinking, like, what would be on y'all's rider? Like, do, would y'all have, you know, like green M&Ms or whatever? Diet Coke, baby. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's it? Probably. Oh. Bring I'm me one of with, those uh... Diet Coke dispensers. <laughs> just, a, yeah. just a vending machine with nothing but on tap Diet Coke. <laughs> McDonald's size straws. Mm. First of all, I think Jeremy's rider would be the weirdest. One hundred percent. What are you talking but about? Jeremy mine... would just want the leftovers from whatever's last night's show was. <laughs> just leave me oh, whatever's left from yeah. the people in the green room before me. I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever energy drink that even those weirdos <laughs> wouldn't consume, ingest. Yeah. I'm going with a sack of Baby Bell and a six-pack of Mickey's Big Mouth <laughs> with the Rebus on the cap. For some intellectual stimulation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to, like, engage my brain before right. I mm-hmm. go out on stage and entertain. Um, I would have, like, a charcuterie plate and pool wine, like a can of wine that I can carry around. <laughs> Would you take wine onto the stage with you? Of course. I want okay, I mean that's what I figured. But I need to you can't give me the pool wine like too soon because like I need to not be drunk. And I always Yeah, yeah. The yeah. problem with me Do being you? drunk <laughs> See, the problem with me being drunk is when I'm drunk, I don't think I'm drunk. So I think I'm being effortlessly oh, charming yeah, and funny and, and being annoying. Mm-hmm. So I wish I we just... had proof of that on tape. <laughs> Oh, there's proof of it everywhere. Oh, lordy. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know. I think that they could have gotten a little bit more demanding or more, I don't know, better with their writer. I was disappointed. I want some, like, all white flowers or I don't know. I, I can't even think. I, I remember reading some super bizarre ones, like, in the early 2000s where it would be, like, J-Lo only wants, like, you know, bouquets and bouquets of white roses in there. But you know, what is wrong with people? I think they made a good point that that it it at some point the handlers have kind of taken over the process and made the people a lot of people seem more persnickety than they probably are Mm -hmm. just because of some comments that you know like ah shit I hate the you know I hate this kind of candy bar or whatever. Sure, it's like I I don't know. I I I see I see both sides on this one. I'm not anti-celebrity on the rider thing. No. No. When I was uh, working for my student government at UB all those years ago, we were the ones who put on the big concerts twice a year on campus, the Fall Fest and the Spring Fest. 
and all of us employees would volunteer. Did they stay there. up all night thinking of those names for the <laughs> oh, for yeah. the for the events there? <laughs> Fall Fest and Spring Fest? We would be Let me guess what the other two fests were. Stop. Summer? <laughs> winter? Uh on vacation, summer, winter. So just fall and spring fest. <laughs> okay. Uh we would do the the entertainer you know care stuff so we would use the campus vans to like go pick them up from the airport and bring them back if they're smaller acts or we would just be ready for them to come in from you know car service or whatever if they were big acts and we would also do all their rider shit and be there if they wanted anything and i think because most of these bands have been on the road so much their riders had actually gotten they were big but they were actually really basic stuff like they would want deli platters and rolls and bread and condiments and drinks and towels that was a big one they all because they were coming off stage and they just wanted clean fresh towels yeah and then some of them would want underwear and socks like this is very practical right because they've been on the road so long and they don't get any chance to go grocery shopping or to have real meals yeah so they were just trying to replenish their stuff like they would send someone out to do their laundry but they probably had to rewear their clothes so many times between stops that they just wanted fresh underwear and socks like Mm -hmm. like it was weird buying all that stuff and then some of them would just want to go to like walmart like they would just show up and be like oh we've got three hours can you just take us to a store yeah i bet jack has a lot to say about this kind of thing too yeah he's seen a lot of uh yeah of this activity and then chicken wings because it was buffalo they would all come to buffalo and be like oh we gotta get (laughs) so we would invariably end up going to duff's or anchor bar whatever if they demanded a certain kind just over and over Mm -hmm. and over again to get chicken wings for people makes sense Um, we had an opening act that just of course you need towels if you're eating chicken wings right exactly a buffalo style pizza sorry ann She's silence. She's left. Anne's gone. Uh, no. You drove uh, Anne away. She's iced me. She's, she iced me on that this one. This call is far. over. <laughs> I did get a little nervous there that you were gone. Oh, you really held out. No, no. She's just, she wasn't gone. She's, she's just letting me know how she feels about me. Good. In the way she does. Uh, for me, by the way, a bottle of Woodford Reserve, some snacks. Give me, give me whatever your local snack is. I guess that would be my right. If I'm going from city to city... You know me. Mm-hmm. Give me a taste of whatever you people eat. Rocky Mountain oysters. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Yeah. Um, another thing that they talked about that you know brought up Andrew's anxiety in a kind of bizarre way is that they are going to be uh, at the M- MPR booth at, booth at the Minnesota State Fair, and Andrew like doesn't want people to come. Kind of. It was just it was. <laughs> He immediately went to negative 10, um, and I, I actually thought the way that Luke responded to him was sort of sweet. Like, he was really trying to understand and kind of, I don't know, coach him a little bit. But, yeah, Andrew went to, like, a little bit of a dark place there. But I don't know. It seems fun. Anne, have you been to the Minnesota State Fair? It's a big thing. Please. <laughs> You're come like, on. come on. <laughs> I grew up two miles from the Minnesota State Fair. I have walked Hell there yeah. and back many a time. I lived in an apartment on the corner next to the State Fair. Um, this is a little bit of an odd choice for them to do <laughs> this. Um, people have no idea who they are. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be sitting in the booth or there's a little porch that they set up mics on. Maybe they'll sit and people who are tired could come and sit and listen i don't know the good news is that they are right next to the french fry building it's not a stand it's an honest to god building 
and just across and down the street from like a pork chop place and across the street from the dairy building which is where they have amazing milkshakes and ice cream like i don't know what kind of crack they put into that stuff but it's awesome so it's a great spot hang on a second i'm just booking my flights (laughs) so much fun bobby you and i would have so much fun at the minnesota state fair please go i want pictures of bobby and ann at the minnesota state fair that would delight me to no end it uh the state fair is really a more more than an institution. It's kind of a, a legend, and they call it the Great Minnesota Get Together, and it really is that. And everybody comes from everywhere. It's one of the biggest state fairs in the country, and places like Texas are bigger. But obviously, that's a population consideration. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I was listening to uh, Guy Branham was on uh, on Love It Guy or Leave Branham. It once, and when they were actually here, I went to a live show they did here, and he was he went to law school here, and so he was talking about the state fair and he said yeah some state fairs are also big and a big deal but you have never been to a state fair with the level of planning and organization that (laughs) minnesotans bring to it so Mm -hmm. it's really an amazing thing and i have spent many 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 hours Mm. at the state fair there is i don't think i've ever been to a really good state fair i think my exposure to state fairs i think is limited to just washington which is just like one step up from you know the weekend carnival yeah. that pops up <laughs> oh, no. in the sears parking lot oh no this is this is not that i'll take you to the dog barn where they have all the different oh. breeds of dogs oh. like oh mike's but also booking his ticket Mm-hmm. You have I'm to, all in. You should go on the first four days if you want to go to the animal barns because the bunnies are there for the first four days. They can't stay for the whole mm-hmm. 11 days because the bunnies can't handle it. So if you go the second week, you get chickens, oh. which will gross. <laughs> but um, it's I'm... very fun. So I hope they enjoy it. I am looking forward to getting their impressions of it. But I, I don't know that it that format is necessarily a good one for them. I'm going to be in DeKalb. Illinois in a couple of weeks and we're working stop again. bragging we're, stop <laughs> fucking hey, hey. bragging northern, about your northern, travel schedule northern Illinois University we're going to be there uh, Friday Monday Tuesday so I've got the weekend Huskies? yes I believe yeah. so the other Huskies I'm going to be there uh, Friday Monday Tuesday but I've got nothing to do over the weekend I was going to just go into Chicago and hang out see if any of the Chicago tents are around maybe but it's I'm looking now it's a five hour and 20 minute drive from DeKalb to <laughs> Minneapolis. It's worth it. Saturday and Sunday. I could drive up Saturday morning, drive home, but I drive back to my hotel Sunday. Uh-huh. Do it. Oh, Do it. Do I got it. a spare bedroom. <gasps> Please. Really... All right. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Well, the thing about all this angst um, that I, I just, the endless angsty talk about whatever live show in Port Townsend or... Orlando or Minnesota or whatever. I just want to, especially in Andrew's case, just go into his brain and say, you actually do know how how to entertain people. And you're going to be sitting next to someone who's in the, almost at the top of his profession at entertaining people in a live setting. So don't worry about it. Yep. You guys will be fine. I would, you know, I would say to him, have some confidence. Like, 
Go ahead. I would say to him, you have all the power here to make this as entertaining or not as you want. You have structured the show to be a certain way and either be confident in that or change it. Yeah. Yeah. Just step into it. Lean into it. It, You, you guys have a thing and just do your thing. Don't, don't try to do something else just because the audience or whatever, because that's a one off and it's not going to pay off. Nope. Mm -hmm. Poor guy. Uh, Speaking of real emotions. (laughs) uh, David Berman from the Silver Jews passed away and Andrew was extremely upset you don't have uh, to read that I'm, next part that I put. I'm going to see. <laughs> why don't, why, how about instead of reading that next line, I read the throw your phone from listener, Carolyn. Yes, thank you. <clears throat> it's a little long. Carolyn, apologies in advance if I trip over anything here. I'm sure you have received many messages about Andrew's reaction to the death of David Berman. There were parts of it that were uncomfortable to listen to for sure, but it really made me feel for Andrew. Years ago, I worked for Borders Bookstore. And we would always put up displays of an author or musician's work after they passed to encourage sales. Customers would frequently make small talk with us about the artists. And at first I was annoyed about it, especially the ones that were overly emotional or wanted to tell long stories about someone neither of us had met. Eventually, I came to realize that for many people, mourning the death of a celebrity is one is one of the only safe quotes form of emotional expression they have available. It's unfortunate that he wasn't able to readily find someone to share his sorrow And I hope that that has changed since telling the story. This is a hug your phone because in that story, Andrew really held up the idea of TBTL curing loneliness as this is the kind of story that fits in perfectly. Thank you, Carolyn. You really helped me with that. I, I found it to be a pretty frustrating conversation to listen to because I don't know who David Berman is and I've never heard of the silver Jews and I didn't know why Andrew was so upset, but uh, Carolyn's throw your phone really um, lent some perspective to that. I like that idea that that mourning a celebrity is is a safe form of emotional expression in a culture where we have really repressed that. Yeah. So, what a good yeah. thought. Uh, for TBTL context, for people who don't know the Silver Jews. But do know TBTL, David Berman plus two members of Pavement equals Silver Jews. <laughs> so okay. if you take their Pavement obsession and realize the overlap there and then David Berman. Like, I didn't really know the music of the Silver Jews. I did I didn't know David know of David Berman. Um, I was actually quite moved to hear Andrew talk. So, you know, I think about the way people we talk about, like, after David Bowie, Prince, Prince. Tom Petty depending on who you are and what generation connected with you and, mm-hmm. and all that, you know, I think about how I felt after Tom Petty died yeah. and, you know, for Andrew, that's David Berman, not, not to speak to his musical ability or popularity, but for him, that was big. And yeah. And, and that got me a little bit thinking about it in the grand picture of maybe we all have someone like that in popular culture. I also think um, it sort of hit, um, Andrew in a time and he's sort of, you know, he's been reflecting on this, like he's having this, like, I feel like I wasted my summer, you know, it seems like he's in a really sensitive place in his life right now. And I think this happening 
just struck him. You know, it just was a timing thing as well as, you know, being somebody he really admired. It was just a timing thing. And, you know, he listened to that. He played a little bit of the newest album. And I was like, dear God, like, this is really sad. This guy, I mean, I, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I think we're all just assuming how he died. And it was, that's a, that's a tough thing to listen to. And also just not that old. I mean, older no. than the guys. He was born in, I'm looking it up now, 67. Yeah, he's like my sister's like, age. Is 50s. Yeah. 50s. Like, you're starting to see voices of your generation yeah. go. And that's, I think, that's that's the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I Yeah. I, uh, I, I hope that he finds an outlet for that. Obviously, more and more Andrew emotional talk lately. Yep. And that's that's tough. Okay, well, let's lighten things up. Uh, how do you do, <laughs> fellow kids? That's our segment. <clears throat> Luke uh, had to film himself riding around Bellingham on a skateboard for a CBS commentary piece. Uh, this is because he ha- pitched it had to years ago. I want yeah, to know had that he to. had to do <laughs> had this. To do it. Yeah, he had he had to I had to much to the confusion of his neighbors. I guess he pitched this piece a long time ago, and CBS was finally like, uh, "Yeah, let's let's uh, let's get on well, the cutting edge of uh, adult skateboarding." I mean, what's the... this is this is just like those those quick commentaries at the end, though. And I think, um, whatever the context was of him pitching a two minute spiel where he talks about you know recapturing his youth skateboarding. I, mm-hmm. I I saw the CBS Sunday morning Instagram feed this morning, and so I clicked a little link to see what was on today's show to see if I should bother trying to go see this. And this one wasn't on this week because Jim Gaffigan talking about how decaf coffee is un-American was the one that they took this <laughs> week. <laughs> well, so it's it's right in that vein of people who are young and hip to the CBS demographic taking a hot <laughs> take about something that the right. kids are doing. This was one of those where the time that luke said that watching people play video games on twitch was lame and that they should just go outside and the entire community of gamers got mad at him right and cbs is over here just being like wow the gamers know we exist (laughs) (laughs) right i feel like uh i could have saved america here um when i was in seattle i got a chance to, to tour burbank what do they call Springs. it? Uh, what is it called? Burbank, Burbank Springs. Springs. Yeah, I got a chance to to visit with Luke, and and it never occurred to me to excuse myself uh, on some pretense of using the restroom and find that fucking skateboard <laughs> and put it in the back of my rental car and get the fuck out of there. <laughs> stop, adults! Stop it! Stop. <laughs> So, if you saw Luke beef it on his skateboard, <laughs> and it really did look like it was an eight, <laughs> would we still laugh? <laughs> I would just love it if he looked back. You know, like what the <laughs> what was that? Something tripped me. <laughs> no, you wrecked. You wrecked. You dummy. Nothing tripped you. Lost an edge. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Well, it's like hockey. You just blame the skates. Oh, right, 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 right. right. Ball bearing. I don't know what happened. Ball bearing came loose. Yeah, I just lost it. There's a crack in the pavement there. 
wasn't me. I'm cool. I have black leather <laughs> shoes. Uh, Final thoughts? Good spoof? Can't believe you told that joke. Well, I mean, I can't, I can't believe, believe it they went. <laughs> I think we're going for the same thing. I can't believe they told all those pig jokes yeah. that Andrew had already put in the newsletter. They resurrected to oh, tell God. 15 pig jokes, most of which weren't even the slightest bit funny. No. When you say, huh, that's funny, and you don't actually laugh, that means it's not funny. <laughs> it's yep. not funny at all. Uh, and must listen is actually a must watch. It's this week's TPTL newsletter video, which I normally uh, skip past just to see who the 10 of the week is. Uh, but when I saw that it was uh, Stubot, Steve Newman, sitting in his yard in a lawn chair wearing a top hat, <laughs> I had to stop and watch it. It's <laughs> <laughs> going all slash, <clears throat> slash in the yep. backyard. <laughs> well, and it is an excellent uh, aside uh commercial for cool crisp refreshing surly brewing beer which was a nice touch yep it it was like uh drinking beer at a low rent lincoln memorial (laughs) (laughs) so dumb oh housekeeping's also me uh (laughs) excuse me (laughs) uh most of the housekeepers i've been seeing the last few weeks have been white meth heads in the middle of the country. Yeah. So. yeah. It's going to happen. Housekeeping. Uh, buy stuff from us at littlerebamagan.com. You can archive for us, please. Um, Housekeeping. You got electronics? <laughs> Email us. Call us. No, don't call us. Email us and tell us you want to archive with us. <laughs> buy things on Amazon at littlerebamagan.com slash Amazon. Earbuds and earworms this week. Da, 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 searching. Don't. Uh, da, can somebody put the intermission music in for a second? Earbuds Boop. and earworms podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Do, 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 All right. Do, 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 did I did I talk about uh, my panic attack on my last panic attack on the show? No, no, I don't know how recent was it. It was. It was inspired by hold music. <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I we're way over time. I guess we can just do this in business another time, unless y'all want to hear it. Um, I have well, to get let's to the keep pool. that as a tease. Yeah. yeah, we'll do it on a okay. final Friday. Okay. Hold music, panic attack. Just make a note, and take a note. No, right. you take a note. No, you take a note, woman. Whoa! All right, kids. <laughs> we we all need to get to our the canned wines in our minds. So let's yeah. let's move on here. Uh, I like that. That's a, a, that's a show title. <laughs> Uh, earbuds and earworms this week. Rolling week's. through the can wine in my mouth. The theme is getting better, actually, so it's appropriate. Getting better than what? I just go look at the Facebook page, Earbuds and Earworms Podcast. Don't ask All right. questions. All right. All right. All right. Get involved. Our website is littleredbandwagon.com. Don't get involved. That's my advice to you. <laughs> no, you should. We need the throw your phones. Throwyourphone.com. It's great. And I love... Don't get involved with this particular show. This show is a quagmire. <laughs> don't... Um, jo- don't dip your toe in. You'll never see it. <laughs> this does seem to be going off the rails somewhat. 
I'm just going to plow through. Join the Facebook group. No, I'm going to keep interrupting you. (laughs) Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Send us a voice memo. Um, I love them. Come on. Send them. I want to hear your lovely voices. Uh, fax Bobby your bud at 617-354-8513. And with that, Anne, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, <laughs> this is the next party. We, we love you, Jen. There you go. Nailed it. Kind of.
the the spell reversal is complete. I made the worst podcast in history and iced Anne out of it. Yes. I'm still here. I'm here. Well, too late. Over. It's over. I hear Apparently you. Apparently, she, she can only hear you, you Mike. You missed it. You missed it. This is uh, Anne's personal hell. She can only hear Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>